Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I already know, we're going to have so much fun today. I was looking at our guest's uh, LinkedIn account and his website, and this man likes to have fun and be funny and bring it into business. Oh my gosh, what a concept. So please join me in welcoming Sanjay Nath to our program today. Welcome, Sanjay. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Deb. How are you? And what's the weather like there? I am hunky-dory. I am in hot Atlanta. Um, and and it's actually cloudy and kind of misty and rainy and yeah, bleh. so and in Ontario, what's it like for you? Very similar. It's it's misty and rainy and blah. Uh, I'll speak American for you. I would say it's 20 degrees for your international guests, which makes it 70-ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in American. I know. I love it when somebody gives me a Celsius number. I'm like, is that hot? Is that cold? Yeah, Should we feel bad for you? I'm bilingual. I speak, you know, American and English. So Perfect. I love it. I love it. And every once in a while, we probably get an A in there, right? You certainly will hear one or two. Yep. And, and see, I've been in Atlanta for 10 years. And so you might get a y'all every once in a while. Y'all, y'all, all y'all. All y'all. Because all y'all. y'all is singular. All y'all is plural. There you go. Hold on. Let me take notes. Yes. Right, yes. Yep. And I might even teach you what, what bless your heart means. <laughs> I think I might be able to gather that one. <laughs> it, it actually depends on the inflection. You know, because I could say bless your heart for being on our program today perfectly fine right if i get real southern the more southern it is the more of an idiot you are <laughs> so yeah you, you got to pay attention to that yeah well oh my gosh i can already tell right we're gonna have a great program today um so i guess i should read your bio and then we'll jump in So Sanjay Nath is an internationally renowned speaker who travels globally, sharing insights on leadership and performance. As a speaker in 2005, Sanjay became the youngest Canadian and third youngest in the world to earn his CSP, which is Certified Speaking Professional. And in 2018, he was inducted into the Canadian Speakers Hall of Fame. He did this all when he was like four and five, right? He started an international speaking business oh, at 19 years of age. He wasn't even old enough to rent a car. He is the author of several books, including The 10-80-10 Principle. Sanjay holds an undergraduate degree in mathematical engineering and an MBA. He is best known for his trademark, the 10-80-10 principle, which we're going to talk about, but it is a framework that helps individuals and teams improve performance. This methodology combines best practices with small wins to help empower audiences and reach their stretch goals. So again, Sanjay, welcome to our program. Thank you so much. my, My mom wrote that biography, so I'd never heard it before, so it sounds okay. I love it. Moms always do a great job at bragging about their kids, right? So speaking of moms, 
tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today and how you discovered that this is your passion in life. Oh, that's a great question. So I spend my time primarily as a professional speaker. And as you just heard from my bio, Mm -hmm. I have a degree in mathematical engineering. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows that engineers are well-spoken, social, emotional creatures. And it logically follows they should all become professional speakers. Right. Never look at their feet to talk all of those various things. Any other questions? Uh, (laughs) There you go. Are we done? Um, So here's my background is when I was involved uh, in high school, I was really involved. I was Mm -hmm. that kid. You know, uh-huh. I was valedictorian and student council president, mm-hmm. played sports and ran the school store and did plays and all that stuff. And then I went on to study engineering. And while I was studying engineering, two years removed from high school, the current student council president, who I'd served as a mentor for mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. high school, she kind of called me up. She said, hey, we want you to come back and give a pep talk about getting involved and the benefits of getting involved in the school. And I went, mm-hmm. she, and she said, we'll pay you to speak. And I went. You'll ding, pay ding, me ding, ding, ding. Normally people pay me to shut up. This is right. a business model. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing backflips in my house and I was living mm-hmm. with a couple other university students. Mm-hmm. And the one girl said to me, she said, what are you so excited about? And I went, they, 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 they want to pay me to speak. And she said, what are you going to speak on? I said, I don't know, leadership and getting involved. And she said, well, you know, I coach a swim team. Why don't you come and talk to the swim team? And I was like, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> I, I didn't even think that, but uh, I went. And so she introduced me to the head coach. Uh-huh. And head coach is like, these are some great ideas. He goes, mm-hmm. but it sounds like more than a one-shot deal. Mm-hmm. How about you come in every week? And I was like, wow. Okay. So the next thing I know, as a 19-year-old, mm-hmm. I'm waking up 6.30 Saturday mornings. Yikes. To go and chat with 8 to 10-year-olds about mm-hmm communication and goal mm-hmm. setting and dealing with your parents mm-hmm. and writing down your goals and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And what happened is some of the older kids started sitting in on the sessions ah. and the parents started sitting on the session. Mm-hmm. And this one parent said to me, I said, I run a youth group. Would you like to come and speak to the youth group? And I mm-hmm. said, sure, why not? And I went and spoke there and everything up to now had been volunteer. Mm-hmm. And the guy, I spoke for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. The gentleman paid me $40. Cool. Old, my mind was blown because this lunch. Was, know, it wasn't, it was more than lunch back mm-hmm. then. Right. And I was like, a dollar a minute. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna be rich. And so I, I did that program. Actually, I, I initially I turned down the money. I said, No, I'm doing this because I want to do it. Right. And he gave me one of my first really important, valuable business lessons. He said to me, He goes, No, no, no. He goes, I'm sorry we couldn't pay you more. It's actually worth a lot more. Mm-hmm. And in that audience was a teacher. Mm. And she said, how much do you charge to speak at schools? And I went, you can charge to speak at schools? Right. And so she ended up hiring me. And she did, again, another huge thing for me that I learned in business was she said, when you come, I'm going to invite a guidance counselor from another school to come and watch your program. Because if he Word or she mouth. Did you, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they did that. And I went to that school. And then things just snowballed from there. Mm-hmm. And 28 years later... 2,000 audiences later and over a million people, uh, the phone still rings. So that's, kind of, that's, that's my start. And mm-hmm. uh, I love it. It's, it's, I love doing what I do, mm-hmm. or pain in the butt parts of it. Mm-hmm. But I think I own both pieces. And I go, I'm more than willing to give the yucky mm-hmm. to get the benefits. Because right. it, it's who I am. It's not mm-hmm. right or wrong. It's not better or worse. Mm-hmm. It's just, I love that my schedule is feast and famine. Mm-hmm. I love that sometimes tumbleweeds go through my schedule and other times I don't get to sleep. That's exciting to me. Mm -hmm. People would stress them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's, 
it's so interesting because your vocation just kind of fell upon you. Um, but you know, it, what I love is that you embraced it. You know, how many times have people been given an opportunity and they're like, no, I'm studying X at university. Therefore, I must, you know, and 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 they completely pass up those things because we were all told, you know, hey, you'd be good at. And, you know, many times we do completely ignore that. And sometimes what we do is we need that external validation. We just need mm-hmm. permission. Right. We need for permission from a credible mm-hmm. source. But I think that as you get older mm-hmm. and um, wiser, maybe mm-hmm. is the term, we realize that that permission can come from ourselves. Mm-hmm. That we don't need our parents or a teacher right. or counselor or mm-hmm. bestie or mm-hmm. BFF to say, oh, it's okay. You do that. Mm-hmm. You just kind of go, I'm doing it because it it's, resonates with right. me. It makes my heart sing. Mm-hmm. It fills my bucket. Mm-hmm. And that can be a, a right. good enough reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we have the opposite. We have that little voice in our head that says, oh, you can't do that. And in many cases, those were from a teacher, a parent, whoever, who in many cases, they they weren't doing it to be mean, right? They were doing it to protect us. Um, you know, I'm of the generation where little girls did not study math. They didn't study science. And nobody was trying to hurt us by telling us, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. You should take home ec instead. And I took home ec and they went, oh, no, nah, danger, danger. Um, and, um, you know, it, it so it's it's kind of balancing those voices. And that's a lot of what happens to leaders all the time. Oh, without question. I, I, and I think you make a very good point, which is, yeah, there are people we go at an inverse voice says imposter mm-hmm. syndrome or this or mm-hmm. that. Or either you're not good enough or you're too educated or you're not educated mm-hmm. enough or you don't have enough experience or you have too much experience. Mm-hmm. But I would say this, though, too, it's part of the not the right language. I want to say maturation process, but part of of owning your own skin, maybe mm-hmm. is a better way of saying it. Eventually you get to the point where you, you can give yourself that permission to mm-hmm. say, Hey, even though my teacher told me I was dumb or I'm shooting right. good math or I'm this mm-hmm. or I'm that, it's still on me to accept that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I have three sons mm-hmm. and I've, I've been teasing them since they were little because sometimes if someone goes, Oh, your hair is green. People mm-hmm. forget my hair is not yeah. green. Yeah. Right? But if they truly know your hair is not green, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you call it green. I don't right. care because I know it's mm-hmm. not green. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that, and that's a silly um, analogy, but mm-hmm. the same thing is true. If someone goes, mm-hmm. you can't succeed in business. Mm-hmm. If you really believe them, then you have that self-doubt. Right. But if you think that that person's opinion is so, you know, ill-informed mm-hmm. and it's so useless that it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Move yeah. on. Yeah. You acknowledge them, you know, and, and, and of course, a lot of times it's their problem, right? It, not only is their problem, it's, it's projection. Mm-hmm. It's they're saying it because that's how they feel about themselves. Right. And therefore, you know, misery loves company. So mm-hmm. I'll project that on you. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bring you the old expression. You mm-hmm. never argue with an idiot. Right. Because right? they'll just knock you down to their level, mm-hmm. beat you with their experience of being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Right. You know, and it is all about that self-talk. And and one of the things that that I love that I noticed in your profiles and things is that you say professional speaker. And many years ago, I when I first started speaking, I in my LinkedIn profile, because we all should do those, right? Um, I had public speaker. And I met for lunch, this is when I lived in Denver, with the wonderful Laura Stack. And you might know her because she is so big in NSA. Um 
And, you know, she's, I've, I've known her for many, many years. And, and this was, <coughs> excuse me, one of those, gee, I need help type of meetings where I was asking her, you know, what should I do? And the first thing she told me was, you got to get rid of that word public. She said, because everybody knows you're a public speaker. I mean, yeah, we all talk to ourselves in the car and things like that, but you're not going to brag about that. She said, people will know that you're going to charge by saying professional speaker. And it really was this flip of a switch, you know, in both my mind and in their minds also. For sure. And it was actually something very intentional because, mm-hmm. yeah, public speaker meant you could be busking on the streets right. of downtown mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. You're in the public, you're speaking. Right. It uh-huh. uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're you're charging. It uh-huh. also doesn't mean you might have any degree of goodness. Uh-huh. Right? When you're a professional, there is a ethics, there's a standard, uh-huh. there's a, you know, you're are you an athlete uh-huh. or are you a professional athlete? Right. Are people are you creating enough value uh-huh. that people are willing to put their you know hard-earned dollars uh-huh. or their companies or their organizations uh-huh. into going, the message is so much, the value is so much there that uh-huh. I'm willing to pay and have uh-huh. my people. Educated because I see the benefit. Because right. the only reason people ever pay is because they see more benefit mm-hmm. and drawback. Right. So if they're willing to pay a hundred dollars, it's because they expect to get more than a hundred dollars mm-hmm. worth of value. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, and and it's funny because having those conversations, especially when you're starting out, and the same thing applies if you're asking for a raise, if you're going in for a job interview, all of those things. It is about that mental mindset. And I remember years ago. I was asked to speak by the the Colorado Women's Chamber. Now I loved that group. I belonged to it. You know, thought it was very beneficial. It was it was at that point anyway the largest women's chamber of commerce in the United States. And they asked me to speak about social media. And so you know we're having this great conversation. And then I mentioned the word fee, and I got crickets. And you know, and 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 they said, well, we assume that because you love this so much you do it for free. Not, we assume that you're a member, so you would do it for free or anything like that. It was, you love it so much. And, and, and of course that brought me up a little short. And, and I told him, I said, well, that doesn't pay my bills. Um, you know, and, and I said, but more importantly, think of it this way. You've got two gas stations on the corner, you know, one, one across from the other. Are you going to go in and tell the one, I'm not going to pay you for the gas I just got because I love you. And more than the, the guy across the street. And um, and it was funny because you know they they still didn't get it. And and actually their policy was to not pay. And that was fine. You know, the, and once they said that, then you have a different conversation because then you can say things like, okay, I, I'm an author, I want to sell my books in the back. Um, you know, I want a free membership for a year, all sorts of things like that. But yeah, it was just I love that. You love what you do, so we didn't think you would charge. Yeah. Uh, and I think though that. The whole society should be based on you love what you do mm-hmm. and we should all be charging. Right. Uh, and and I had a mentor say this to me very early on in my career. He said, Sanjay, there's nothing wrong with doing something for money mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with doing something for cause. Right. But don't mix the two of them up because mm-hmm. sometimes we do that. We go, oh, well, we'll do it for cause. Do you have an mm-hmm. extra 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it for cause or not? Mm-hmm. Right. right. And, and, and I, I, again, I totally agree with you is it's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Some people would argue and say, oh, no, hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, if, I don't know how many of your audience are, are speakers per se, but this notion what they call fee integrity. Mm-hmm. And fee integrity, you should always charge the same amount and blah, blah, blah. Right. And 
I don't really buy into that. Mm -hmm. I believe the integrity is charging a similar client mm -hmm. at a similar time for a mm -hmm. similar program. Right. Similar. Mm -hmm. But that's not the same as charging everyone the same amount all the time. Right. Because if I look at my schedule, and May is typically one of my busiest months of the year, mm -hmm. and May, busy, 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 mm -hmm. and someone has, you know, 90% of my fee, mm -hmm. uh, I'm less likely to take that. Whereas if you pick me in January, mm -hmm. calling me from Cancun, right. and you have 50% mm. of my fee, right. and there's tumbleweeds going through my schedule, uh -huh. guess what? That to me is still fee integrity. Because mm -hmm. what I do, is, and here's actually a very uh, standard process I use, is when I'm talking to people, if we get to the fee discussion, mm -hmm. and they say, you know, we have this, and I go, oh, but my fee is this, and mm -hmm. we're apart. Mm -hmm. My line is, I say, look it. These are my fees. I don't discount my fees, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily need to be paid in cash. Ah, mm -hmm. What does that mean? To what you were saying earlier, mm -hmm. it could mean a membership. Mm -hmm. It could mean a referral. Mm -hmm. It could mean a, I want you to videotape this and edit it. Right. it I want you to post this on social media, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. there are certain things, or what I learned from very, very odd, I want you to invite someone from another organization mm -hmm. or another part of the branch, yep. another part of the company mm -hmm. that could potentially see the value of what I do and hire mm -hmm. me and bring me in right because all that is very valuable to you mm -hmm. and so then we can now say okay how do we close the gap mm -hmm. right. so I, I don't think it's as, as simple as conversation mm -hmm. as you don't have it i'm out of here mm -hmm. right so, you yeah. know and yeah there are those that have their set i mean you know president obama people like that i mean they have their set fees but i'm i'm pretty sure they still negotiate um, you know, and, and things like that. Now their negotiation is going to be a little different than, than, you know, but I, I agree, but I also think they also have their causes, right? Yeah. And there's a lot more of that cause mm -hmm. stuff going on. I, I can't remember where I read it, but it's gone about be back 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a singer. It was kind of a relatively unknown singer mm -hmm. and, but he was big enough. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I can't remember who it is for the mm -hmm. life of me. And this was 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Anyways, he was doing this program. It was like a charity. It was a, whatever it was. But mm -hmm. Frank Sinatra was singing on it. Ah. And and so this guy was a bit of an ego thing. And mm -hmm. he was like, all right, I will do your event. You know, Frank Sinatra was just kind of showing up and smiling and maybe mm -hmm. singing a song. But this guy was really, really working it. Mm -hmm. He goes, I'll do your event. But I know I'm doing like 10 times as much as Frank. He goes, pay me a dollar more than you're paying me than paying Frank Sinatra. I want bragging. <laughs> <laughs> they they hummed and hummed. They said, "Okay, sir, we'll we'll do it." And they did it. And mm -hmm. guess what? This check was a dollar, <laughs> one dollar, mm -hmm. right? So, although these people have mm -hmm. celebrity status mm -hmm. and and they do have their their fees and their their right. the set fees, mm -hmm. as you know, the way the world works, the way business works, there's mm -hmm. always exceptions, right? Right? Yeah, I started many years ago with an agency where I learned so much, good and bad. Um, and one of the things that the owner uh, taught us was he never published the pricing anywhere. And, and you know, and, and he 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 said you charge what the market will bear. And his his thought process was: say it's a nonprofit, okay? Then you there's you know you have very different fees for them. If it's for, say, physicians, lawyers, people who are used to themselves charging those big, big amounts, then you charge them more. Because if you said, oh, it's $20 an hour, they're not going to see any value in it. If you tell them it's 2000 then they're going, mm, okay, maybe I'm going to pay attention to this. And, you know, and, and so that's where, and, and people are always asking me, why don't you publish your fees? And I tell them because they are negotiable. Yeah. I, I also think that because 
sometimes publishing fees can be really complicated. Mm -hmm. So for example, I've been doing this 28 years Mm -hmm. and people still think I'm 12 now. Mm -hmm. So 28 years ago, the only group I had credibility with was students. Right. And what you can do in charge and in a high school Mm -hmm. is very different than when you're talking to a C-suite. Right. And so I, and today, even the phone still rings for high Mm -hmm. school opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so I do have, I actually have a fee schedule. It's very, it's fairly complicated. It's Mm -hmm. like a, it's a grid. Who's the audience, Mm -hmm. right? What's the program? And and the thing, and if you kind of post that, it gets complicated. Uh Yeah. Cause they're going, ah, for sure. And I I just had this happen last week. There was an organization and I wanted to do it, Mm -hmm. but the budget was, we weren't even close. Ah. And so what I did and I kind of chatted with them and I said, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm willing to make a clerical error in your favor and pretend mm-hmm. you're a high school. Ah. And so now all of a sudden they got the mm-hmm. high school rate. Mm-hmm. And then for me, from a business standpoint, it's like, okay, I did one more high school and right. one less business. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of a win. Mm-hmm. Whereas again, when you, when you post things like that, uh, as a speaker, I'm not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with commodity items, mm-hmm. I'm a big, I like that. Mm-hmm. I want to know if I'm buying the sugar online, right. how much is the sugar? Don't make me call mm-hmm. and email you. Mm-hmm. Also, generally speaking, as a speaker, as a consultant, mm-hmm. they are higher ticket items, right? And they're much more customizable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I I like to you know sometimes you can give people a range. Mm-hmm. You can give uh, you and, and again, some people prefer to do it. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan. I, I definitely I'm on the same side of the fence mm-hmm. with this as you are. Right, right. You know, and that is about being a leader, which is what we're supposed to be talking about, right? I should have told you before we started, I'm one of those that goes squirrel. <laughs> but this was a really ADHD. fun squirrel. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, I mentioned in your bio the 10-80-10 principle. And I I watched the short video on your website. Very funny. I loved it. Um, but tell us what the, because we've heard the 80-20 principle, and this is kind of the same thing, but more fine-tuned, I think, is probably the, the way to do it. So what is the 10-80-10 principle? Okay, so yeah, you mentioned the 80-20 rule, which is known mm-hmm. as the Pareto principle. And Pareto principle, the 10-80-10 is kind of a bit of Pareto principle on steroids mm-hmm. with a bunch of other conduits right. and, and, and factors. Mm-hmm. And so just quickly, as I mentioned, doing this for, for 28 years, mm-hmm. um, anytime you do something for 28 years, You'll usually do it for one of two reasons. Either A, people have really good blackmail photos. Right. <laughs> B, mm-hmm. Or B, you legitimately, truly love it. And when mm-hmm. you tr- legitimately, truly love something, you become a student of the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly reading and writing and researching and learning. Mm-hmm. And in this self-help, leadership, personal development kind of realm, I found that every time I read something, certain themes kept on coming up mm-hmm. time and time again. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of mushed a bunch of them together with things like Pareto to come up with this, this mm-hmm. notion of the 10, 80, 10 principles. So what is it? 10, 80, 10 principle says you can take, take any group of people mm-hmm. and you can subdivide them into three groups, mm-hmm. top 10%, bottom 10%, majority 80%. Mm-hmm. Top 10 have to be there. Uh, pardon me. The top 10 want to be there. Right. Bottom 10 have to be there. Mm-hmm. The majority 80 falls, whichever group is more empowered. Yeah. They're like, eh, mm, okay. Yeah, go with the flow, go with mm-hmm. the flow guys mm-hmm. or girls. And so let me give you a couple of examples where you've seen this. Have you ever been at a live presentation mm-hmm. that you ended up giving a standing ovation to it that you did not believe deserved a standing ovation? <laughs> yep. You're laughing because yeah. everyone's done it. You so stood you, because everybody else stood. Absolutely. So what happened is so you're in the theater, mm-hmm. right? And you end up having to sitting next to the lead role's mother. 
Ah. And what happens is the program finishes. You're like, no, eh, it was okay. It was cute, mm-hmm. whatever. The mother stands up, yes. and hollering, throwing mm-hmm. roses. Oh, that's my baby. That's yes. my heart. <laughs> that's your heart. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's no way you're not getting out of your seat. Absolutely. So she's what I would call a top 10. Mm-hmm. She is empowered. She's excited. Right. She's mm-hmm. doing her thing. And, and as a majority 80, you're like, all right, a social convention. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be rude. Right. Uh, all that kind of stuff. You stand up and you clap. You're polite. Mm-hmm. Great. There's an example of the top 10 getting empowered, the majority of you following. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, ever had an example where you're in a presentation that is hideously bad. It's mm-hmm. excruciatingly painful. Yeah, it boring. Mm-hmm. It is useless content. It is delivered, you know, mm-hmm. ugly. It's just nasty. Mm-hmm. And you look around the room, and everyone else in the room is either in a side conversation. Mm-hmm. Or they pulled out their phone. Right. What do you find yourself doing? I got to check my email. Yeah, mm-hmm. you check right. out also. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The bottom ten in that situation get empowered, mm-hmm. and as a majority, you tend to go with the flow. Right. Right. And so that's the the kind of the backdrop of mm-hmm. it. But the question becomes this, who does it make most sense to target? The top right. 10, the bottom 10, and the majority 80. Mm-hmm. And there's a rationale for all three. Mm-hmm. The thought is, if I can get the bottom 10 to do something, I can get anyone to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, example I often use is I say, if you go back to high school for a minute, and there's that one guy or girl that never went to the high school dance. Mm-hmm. If I can get him or her to go to the dance, right. I can get him to the school to go to the dance. Mm-hmm. So get for the lowest common denominator, lift mm-hmm. it up. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. The problem with that strategy, though, is we don't know why the bottom 10 are bottom 10s. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're in a sales role, mm-hmm. if you're trying to sell something to a bottom 10, mm-hmm. they may be a bottom 10 because they're uninformed. Right. But they also may be a bottom 10 because they simply don't have the money to do right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you may have the best product ever, but they simply cannot buy it. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're wasting your resources trying to convince someone mm-hmm. in the bottom 10 because you right. don't know their whole story. Mm-hmm. The majority 80, who are they? Well, again, they're, they're going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Right? So if, um, what, what would be a good example? Uh, a go with the flow. Actually, no, sorry, let's, let's go back to the top 10 first. Okay. For the top 10, mm-hmm. top 10. So, well, the top 10 want to be there. Mm-hmm. And if I'm trying to sell to the top 10, mm-hmm. there's a logic that says, well, they're already buying for me. Right. Not- so why would I bother? Why would I bother? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because they're going to become raging advocates for you. Mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to speak with a lot of real estate people over the years. Mm-hmm. And so here's the example I will use on the real estate side of things. Say you're doing a promotion and you have the $100 gift basket. Mm-hmm. And you, this is what you're doing. You're going to give it away as to try to get business. You look at, around and you go, oh, that guy right there, he mm-hmm. buys a house every day. Mm-hmm. And as a realtor, you lick your lips and you right. mm-hmm. go, that is the ideal customer. Mm-hmm. From your perspective, that person is a bottom 10 because mm-hmm. they're not your client. Right. They have a realtor, likely, mm-hmm. and they're the realtor relationship. Right. So why would they pay them. attention to you at all? Right. So I go, I'm going to give them the gift basket. So I give them mm-hmm. the gift basket. What happens? One of a few things. Either A, they go, mmm, fruit, and they eat it. Uh-huh. Thank they're you. gonna go mm-hmm. weird, creepy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's poison. They're gonna re- compost mm-hmm. it, or they're gonna regift it. Right. But in none of the scenarios do mm-hmm. they go, "Huh, I'm gonna ditch my realtor who I've been loyal to and have a relationship mm-hmm. with to go and attract to the stranger." Right. It is completely wasted. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, if I give it to my top ten, remember they're already your raving advocate. Mm-hmm. 
So what are they going to do? They're going to go, what? You don't need to give this to me. Right. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, this is great. Now that person is going to go to the card game, Mm -hmm. the salon, to the dinner party, Mm -hmm. neighborhood gathering Mm -hmm. barbecue. And they're going to go, you're not going to believe what my agent did for me. Mm -hmm. And they're going to talk about it. And this is what's gone on. As the top 10 gets empowered, the majority 80 follows. Right. Once you hit that critical mass, which is your top 10 plus your majority mm-hmm. 80, this is what I th- where I think the magic, the magic happens. Mm-hmm. The bottom 10 does one of two things. Either they say, wait for me. Mm-hmm. I, I need a real estate. Right. FOMO. 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 Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or they go, what kind of a cult is this? I'm out of here. And they, yeah. and they disengage. Mm-hmm. Either thing. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Either you're going to increase your, your base mm-hmm. or you're going to refine it and get rid of the people mm-hmm. who aren't going to buy from you anyways. Right. So the idea is from the 10, 80, 10 principle is you're always trying to identify who your top 10 is and empower them because mm-hmm. they're going to get you your best, biggest bang for your buck, mm-hmm. your best use of resources, whether it's a sales, whether it's an organizational culture issue, whether mm-hmm. it's a change management situation. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because when I was reading your materials and and you have a video, you know, a little short video, and it says something along the lines of, you know, who should you be going after? My first thought was the 80% because they're close to, you know, and you've already got your raving fans. So you don't have to worry about them. You don't want to worry about the bottom 10. And so to me, it was like, oh my gosh, but, but yeah, it's like, oh my, no, it has to be those top 10 and you know, and, 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 you know, I mentioned it earlier, there's that little thing called word of mouth. When those top 10 people, you know, say Sanjay is the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, okay, you know, and, and so then, you know, the, that 80% is, is going to sway that way. You, you hit the nail on the head. So one of the ways I explain it is with a blood drive clinic. I say, if you're in charge of the blood drive clinic, mm-hmm. you have a 10, 80, 10 split to giving blood. Mm-hmm. Bottom 10, never give blood. Top mm-hmm. 10 do it every day. They're woozy. And mm-hmm. the majority 80 follow whichever group. Right. If I'm going after the bottom 10, are they going to give blood? doesn't matter what I do. I don't right. know why they're not giving blood. Mm-hmm. It can be religious reasons. Yeah, you might there's get a deals. couple, but is it worth your effort? It, I don't even think you would because if they're truly bottom 10, they mm-hmm. don't do it. Yeah. They're the not majority, even going to pay attention to you. Right. The majority 80, they're, you know, mm-hmm. that's the spectrum at the top there. Mm-hmm. Yes, they might do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them need much more convincing, mm-hmm. right? The top 10, mm-hmm. they already do it. If you say, right. hey, you're not about giving blood, they're halfway out the door going, mm-hmm. where do I go? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. When you've empowered them, and by empowering them, you give them time, energy, attention, resources. Mm-hmm. When you empower them, they go, they give blood, but here's mm-hmm. the best part. They come back and they become a champion Right. The very behavior mm-hmm. you're trying to instill in other people. Mm-hmm. So they come back with a muffin in one hand, a juice mm-hmm. in the other. They sit down at their they desk. They posted the picture on social media. All Absolutely. those. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, people around them start going, What is, hey, you got a free juice? I want a yeah. juice. Yeah. Let you get, you get that shirt. Mm-hmm. So, and, so the top thing gets empowered. The majority 80 actually follows them. So mm-hmm. you actually are going after the majority 80, as you were mm-hmm. saying, because that's the critical mass. Mm-hmm. But the most effective way to do it. Is not, is not like if 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 I'm in a, uh, an organization of 100 mm-hmm. people and there's 80 people in the majority 80, mm-hmm. how do I get 80 people to give blood? Do right. I run through the halls going give blood, give blood, give mm-hmm. blood, give blood, give blood, mm-hmm. give blood to 80 people, or do I have a one-on-one conversation mm-hmm. with 10 and go, hey, have you thought about giving blood? Mm-hmm. They go give blood. They now plaster it on social mm-hmm. media. 
they now put a little sign on their desk that said, I gave blood. And mm -hmm. they, well, you know, they have the, the muffin out there mm -hmm. and their friends then say, well, what's that all about? Mm -hmm. Created an army of 10 people mm -hmm. who now can go after those 80 mm -hmm. and it's much more effective and efficient. Right. And the other really, really great thing about this strategy is you get the benefit of where do you want to spend most of your time? Mm -hmm. The top 10, the bottom 10 and the majority 80. Right. Right. If I ask people, if you spent your, your majority of your work hours mm -hmm. with your top 10 clients, your top 10 vendors, your top 10 suppliers, your top 10 coworkers, your top mm -hmm. 10 bosses, your top 10 subordinates, mm -hmm. Do you agree your job satisfaction goes up? And they right. go, of course. Mm -hmm. Does your stress level go down? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if I can spend my time with these people to empower them to create an army, mm -hmm. to attract the majority 80, mm -hmm. hit that critical mass much more quickly, right. we get less stress and we're done. We're doing things much more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Right. And you should be saving. Right. I love it when I get to use my sound effects. Because, go. yeah, when, when you're trying to reach 80, you're going to have to spend a lot of money and a lot of time yeah. when you're just reaching out to your top 10, you know, it, there still is time. There may still be money that you're having to spend with them, but it is, or should be less. Yeah. So it, it, this is, this is strictly an observation, no science behind this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. okay? So as I mentioned, I started off speaking in the youth market. Mm -hmm. I've spoken at over 1200 schools in my mm -hmm. career. And I found there was a very distinct relationship between display trophy cases mm -hmm. and the behaviors of students. Right. And again, this is unofficial. But when mm -hmm. I would walk into a school mm -hmm. and the display cases were up front and center mm -hmm. and updated, mm -hmm. not like 19. Right, yeah, you won. Up, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. I found that the students behaved better. Mm -hmm. There was less interruption. They mm -hmm. laughed harder. There was better silent. They mm -hmm. behaved better. Mm -hmm. When I walked in and the display case was knocked over and broken or there mm -hmm. was none or any of that stuff, mm -hmm. more interruptions, more hmm. behavioral issues. And I'm not sure what it is. My theory is so subconsciously people walk in and they constantly see it and they kind of mm -hmm. go, I'd love to be on there one day or mm -hmm. I know him or that's right. my buddy. And there's, there is an, a, you know, an affiliation, not an affiliation, an attraction to it. Mm -hmm. And people want to be part of the top 10. Right. And it's at giving attention. Remember mm -hmm. I had said that, you know, attention, energy, thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. resources. These are the things. And by giving it that, mm -hmm. we subconsciously or consciously mm -hmm. empower it. It attracts the majority 80. Right. I'm always a big fan of, of rewarding rather than reprimanding. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you shouldn't reprimand. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that by, actually, I'll give you a great example. During mm -hmm. COVID. I've had a lot of people ask me, especially in the virtual setting, how does this whole 108010 concept apply to COVID? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, when I'm you know, explaining the concept, I really try to emphasize is top 10 and bottom 10 does not mean right or wrong. Right. Top 10 simply means you exhibit the behaviors I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Bottom 10 means you don't. Right. And it is not an assessment of what's right or wrong. So right. when people ask me about COVID mm -hmm. and vaccinations and how mm -hmm. this rolls out, I say, first of all, what's your top 10? Mm-hmm. Because if you're a pro-vaxxer, mm -hmm. your top 10 is your vaccinated people. Right. If you're an anti-vaxxer, your top 10 is your not vaccinated. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so usually when the question was coming, it was always from, why aren't those anti-vaxxers being vaccinated? Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to be political. I don't care where right. you're standing. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to apply the principle mm -hmm. as to how it, how it plays out. Mm -hmm. So I go, okay, so we're going to make the assumption that the top 10 means you're mm -hmm. vaccinated, bottom 10 means you're not. 
So how do you get more people vaccinated? Mm -hmm. You do not give a platform to the people who are at the bottom 10. Right. Mm -hmm. Who said, my neighbor got Mm -hmm. vaccinated and my Mm -hmm. dog is having issues now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the people, whether it's crazy or not, accurate or not, you don't want to give credence and You do not argue with them. You don't give them the platform. Mm -hmm. My my language is you neutralize them. You spend Mm -hmm. the minimal amount of time, energy, attention, and thought. Mm -hmm. So they no longer draw resources. Mm-hmm. Then you go over to the top 10 and mm-hmm. you empower them. How? Interviews, mm-hmm. rewards, right. perks, benefits, case mm-hmm. studies, you know, vaccinator of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by doing that, other people go, oh, well, I want that. Right. How are the top 10? The majority 80 falls. The bottom 10 one does one of two things. Mm-hmm. They go, everyone else is getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Yeah. Or, they didn't die. I guess I should do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or this is a cult. Let's go. We'll mm-hmm. get away from these people. And they mm-hmm. leave. And again, either way, you're getting what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and that's why sometimes things like celebrity endorsements and, and all of those work also. Now, I'm not a big fan of celebrity endorsements simply because in many cases I look at it and I go, I'm sorry, Jennifer Aniston does not use the the, the face cream from Walgreens. Now she might, but I mean, I'm just thinking that she doesn't, but you know, but we did see that during COVID where you saw people like pink. I remember that was one of the commercials that, that, you know, she, you know, she, and she talked about that she had health issues. So that's why she got vaccinated. Um, You know, and, and, and you saw sports people, you saw them on the news, you saw all of these various things and, you know, whether they were, you know, a paid spokesperson or not, I, I think there were people who went, oh, okay, well, if so-and-so did it, then then I probably should too. Oh, absolutely. Why, why do you think Nike spent so much money? Right. On- Everybody loved Michael Jordan. And, and how many kids, mm-hmm. you know, base their their sports career on, mm-hmm. on whose shoes, you know, who's promoting mm-hmm. the shoes? Uh, I, I don't have a problem with celebrity endorsements as long as they're legit. Right. Right. And so... It, it's the end, but we don't know which is which. Mm-hmm. How, many them, how many of them are doing it for the money? And I don't have a problem mm-hmm. being paid. Don't get me wrong. Right. Oh, yeah. If, Back if to that you, original conversation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can get paid. I don't have an issue with it. But are you promoting Ford, but driving a Toyota? Uh-huh. Right. That's what I'm saying. They, they need to be mm-hmm. legit. Don't tell me to get a vaccination if you haven't gotten one. Mm-hmm. Or don't tell me not to smoke if you're smoking, et cetera, right. et cetera. That mm-hmm. to me is more of an ethical issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and that's that's just kind of how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. But But I go... Again, not to be political, mm-hmm. let's say a political word, uh, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So when Donald Trump won his election, if mm-hmm. you recall, he won with not the majority of the votes. Right. He and had that top 10. He, that's exactly. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not being political. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't care where your political stripes right. are. But what did he do? He mm-hmm. said, I'm not going to even win in these, uh, in these ridings. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother. I'm not even going to try. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to try. Mm-hmm. All the resources I would have put there, I'll go over mm-hmm. here where it's close and push myself up. Mm-hmm. So even though he won with fewer votes, mm-hmm. he got more seats because right. it was ineffective. He used mm-hmm. the 1080 strategy. Right. And we see that with politicians all the time. For sure. Mm-hmm. The, the more effective ones understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's a, a, a kind of, a, I think, a bit of crazy math. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's pretend there's a particular riding. Mm-hmm. And more or less, voter turnout, if you look municipal, federal, mm-hmm. state, you know, across the board, more or less is 50%-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay? 50%-ish. Now, if we have a particular riding, mm-hmm. and we're going to pretend there's your two, you know, a Democrat and, uh, mm-hmm. and a Republican, 
And let's pretend that there's two independents running. Mm-hmm. You got four people running. And let's pretend there's a little lower than normal voter turnout, 40% show up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 40%, four people running. And if there happens to be a four-person race that it's really close between all four of them, mm-hmm. eventually one of them is going to win mm-hmm. by a few votes. Mm-hmm. That just means that, that this blows my mind. Because that scenario was not a wacky scenario. That could right. It happens happen. all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. That just meant that one person won with roughly a little more than 10% of the popular vote. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you when you actually look at those numbers. So hold on a second. In the United States of America, mm-hmm. in, the, in the democratic envy of the whole freaking world, mm-hmm. you could win an honest, fair election with 10% of the vote. Mm-hmm. See, that to me is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, that what you're trying to do is mm-hmm. you, when you find someone who is supporting you, who is your mm-hmm. top 10 as an employee, as mm-hmm. a peer, as a family member, as mm-hmm. a sports team mm-hmm. buddy, what you want to do is empower them because mm-hmm. again, they're going to attract more people like mm-hmm. them. You want to find that mother, right. the theater mm-hmm. and give her roses to throw mm-hmm. at her kid because yeah. right. you're going to get more standing ovations. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, is there a risk, though, in ignoring those bottom 10? I mean, are you are you going to give them such motivation that they're going to, to really start standing out? Depends. And so it's not about ignoring. The language mm-hmm. I use is neutralizing. Right. And, and again, I'm going to redefine that. I say neutralizing, you put the minimal amount of time, energy, attention, and mm-hmm. thought so it no longer draws resources. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that means ignoring. Right. Other times it doesn't. Sometimes it might mean saying, thank you for your opinion. Absolutely. Sometimes it might be yell at them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it might be fire them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it might be tear them up with someone Mm -hmm. else. Sometimes it might be give them an activity. So Mm -hmm. as an example, as a professional speaker, you may find this hard to believe that sometimes I'm in front of audiences, check this out, and not everyone in the audience wants to be there. (gasps) I know. First, only person in the history of the world that's ever happened. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so depending on what the person is doing, mm-hmm. you approach that in different ways. Mm-hmm. So if the person's on their phone, constantly right. looking at their phone, not paying attention mm-hmm. to me, but they're quiet, how do I deal with that? Mm-hmm. I ignore it. That's right. Really good because way there's, they're really not having any effect. But here's the other thing, too. When we see the bottom 10 and we go, I got to fix them. I got to mm-hmm. fix her. I got to fix him. Mm-hmm. You don't know their story. For right. all I know, that guy has a pregnant daughter mm-hmm. who's about to go into labor. Yeah, he's got to check his email and texts. Mm-hmm. Right. So me engaging him mm-hmm. and telling him more jokes and sending him love mm-hmm. and trying to ask him questions mm-hmm. does not help the situation. Mm-hmm. All it does is it takes my energy away mm-hmm. from helping other people. Right. So in this particular case, a great strategy would be to ignore. Mm-hmm. However, if Deb is in the back seat, mm-hmm. back corner, back row with her mm-hmm. laptop open, playing on full blast YouTube videos, elbowing oh, mm-hmm. her neighbors mm-hmm. going, hey, that's Sanjay guy and say, he's not funny. This is way funny. Check mm-hmm. this out. Ignoring you is not neutralizing it. Right. Because I'm going to get louder. Absolutely. So what do I do? Well, mm-hmm. again, experience comes into play. It mm-hmm. might mean I give everyone an activity and then I come over you and I have a one-on-one discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's so mean, interesting? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It might mean I'm in a grumpy mood and I yell at you. 
-hmm. I kick you out of the room. Mm -hmm. uh, I ask one of your friends to tell you to be quiet. Mm -hmm. I ask the host to do something. Mm -hmm. There are different strategies right. based on the experience. Mm -hmm. So ignoring isn't always the option. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of playing to the level mm -hmm. of what is the minimal thing I can do because mm -hmm. I don't want to waste resources. I don't want to waste mental calories. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste money. I want you to shut up. Right. And I will go through my Rolodex mm -hmm. of ideas to do that. Mm -hmm. so, so one of the questions that often comes up when I'm explaining this is people will say, well, is that favoritism? You know, how come you're dealing with the top 10 and mm -hmm. now you're ignoring Right. You, you like me better than them. And the answer is, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Because if my goal is to engage, if my mm -hmm. goal is to teach, if my goal is to learn, my goal, they're supporting me. Mm -hmm. They've earned that right. Mm -hmm. That's like saying, well, why does the CEO get more money than I get? Right. I'm He's the, the CEO. We work, <laughs> we work for the same company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're creating different value. Mm -hmm. And as a top 10, if you show up and you're mentoring and mm -hmm. you're following the guideline and you're in this thing and you're mm -hmm. promoting what my desired result is, mm -hmm. You deserve more attention. Right. And you've earned it. Mm -hmm. Not playing favoritism. Mm -hmm. I'm why why is one car more expensive than mm -hmm. you? Because well, it's more valuable. Right. That's right. why. Well, and and like you said, the the 80, they're gonna they're gonna go one way or the other. Um, you know, and and so you know what you want is to, you know, keep that bottom 10, 10, or, you know, like we said, there might be a couple that kind of trickle up every once in a while, but, um, but you want to make the 10 bigger. You know, you want to have those con converts. hundred percent. And so what actually happens is as you empower the top 10, mm -hmm. remember the majority 80 falls, the mm -hmm. bottom break apart, mm -hmm. some leave, some join. And what you've mm -hmm. actually done is lifted up the group a little bit. Right. And you know what you do? You mm -hmm. re-10 them mm -hmm. and you lift them up again mm -hmm. and you re-10 them and lift them up again and again mm -hmm. and again. And that's the idea. It's an iterative process that you're doing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And over time, it should escalate. Mm -hmm. Now, some people find this motivating. Some find it demotivating. But there's always a bottom 10. Mm -hmm. Every right. group has a bottom 10. If mm -hmm. you think about it, even the all-star team mm -hmm. has its weakest players. Mm -hmm. Now, they're really good weak players. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what you want. You mm -hmm. want to keep raising the, the floor, raising mm -hmm. the floor, raising the floor, mm -hmm. making more money, creating a better culture. Mm -hmm. Getting people more connected, creating more value. Mm -hmm. This is what we do: increasing our making better products, mm -hmm. and that's that's all we're doing. And the way we're going to do that is by focusing on who's my top ten. Mm -hmm. And and here's the other thing too: is top ten doesn't describe a person; it describes a dimension of a person. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, at any given time in your life, you're in all three areas. You may be top ten when it comes to work, mm -hmm. maybe bottom ten when it comes to eating, right? Maybe majority of when it comes to relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's not fair to say that person's bottom 10, get rid of them. Mm -hmm. No, because the very behaviors that make you bottom 10 in one particular situation mm -hmm. can make you top 10 in another. Mm -hmm. So a great example I, I, I like to use is, is if we're sitting around and we're doing a brainstorming exercise mm -hmm. and there's a devil's advocate in the room, mm -hmm. we all want to choke him or her. Right. They're annoying. They're frustrated. Like, mm -hmm. we're just shut up. We're trying to get ideas, not mm -hmm. shoot them down. But if you take the same group and the same devil's advocate, mm -hmm. but now instead of doing a brainstorming exercise, we're doing a safety exercise. Mm. And the devil's yeah, you want go, that person going, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Mm -hmm. well, what if aliens come down and abduct us? And we're like, oh, good point. Yeah. Never mm -hmm, thought right. That. So that very skill of, of questioning everything and 
and kind of being grouchy, mm -hmm. it becomes an asset. Mm -hmm. You go from being a top 10 to a bottom 10 mm -hmm. right away. So right. another reason why we say bottom 10 isn't bad and top mm -hmm. 10 is good. Top right. 10 just means you exhibit the behaviors I'm mm -hmm. looking for and bottom 10 means you don't, mm -hmm. not right. an assessment on who they are. Right. Well, and again, when you acknowledge those bottom 10 and in a positive way, you know, the, the ones that should go, we, we want them to go. But, you know, say somebody does say, well, what if aliens do this? Okay. Thank you for asking that question. You know, here's our battle plan for that. Now, it might be all total tongue in cheek and, and all sorts of things, but you might just have moved them to that 80% because you heard them, you acknowledged them, you, you know, and, and they were like, oh, okay, well, maybe Sanjay's not quite as wonka doodle as I thought he was. For sure. And, and it's the other thing too is bottom 10 people are not bottom 10 where they wake up in the morning, twist their mustache going, right. what <laughs> evil doing am I going to, what bottom 10 behaviors mm -hmm. will I exhibit mm -hmm. today? You more often than not, they're bottom 10 because they're misfits. Mm -hmm. And you take that person and you put them on a different project in the right. same organization. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they go from being a dud to being a superstar. Mm -hmm. And so I actually was doing some work with a, a golf course, a mm -hmm. country club. Mm -hmm. And chatted with the, the executive director. And he was saying one of the things he does is every time he brings on someone as a hire, mm -hmm. six weeks later, he has this check-in with them. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a very informal thing, but he asks right. the question like, what do you love most about your job? What do you hate most about your job? He's just mm -hmm. kind of seeing mm -hmm. the fit. And he said recently, talked to this kid, he just brought him on as a server. Mm -hmm. And he said to the kid, you know, what do you love most about the job? And he was like, oh man, I, I love getting it right. You mm -hmm. know, when they say no mayo or whatever, and just getting into the system mm -hmm. and having it just be perfect. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, cool. And then he said, well, what do you hate most about the job? Mm -hmm. And the kid goes, probably dealing with the customers, <laughs> right? And so he'd brought him on as a, as a you know, a mm -hmm. customer interface server mm -hmm. and kind of laughed about it. And he realized that this kid would have been much better served as a controller. Right. And, you know, lining things up. Mm -hmm. and, stuff. Mm -hmm. and so him and I were kind of chatting back and forth and he goes, so he, he switched to me, got him into mm -hmm. a different role. The kid was mm -hmm. eager. He was keen. Right. And so I said to him, was that a promotion or a demotion? And we kind of hummed it hot and we came up with a, a new term we made up. We called it a fit motion. Right. And mm -hmm. moving into the mm -hmm. position, the best suits your personality. Mm -hmm. Because if he stayed as a server, mm -hmm. I promise you, he would burn out and he mm -hmm. would eventually become a bottom tier. Right. And not because he's a bad mm -hmm. guy, mm -hmm. but because he's, he's just not in the good fit. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that's where, you know, people are complaining so much or voicing opinions, I should say, about. COVID and, and people still working from home because it is difficult to kind of, you know, just on Zoom or, you know, whatever platform you're using um, to kind of gauge some of these things. You know, are they, uh, you know, you, you're just seeing, you know, the little top part of them and whatever's behind them. And, and, you know, so they might look like they're engaging, you know, they might be flipping you off where you can't see their hands or, you know, all of these various things. And so that's why people are like, no, we got to get people back into the office. We have to engage with them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I, I, it, it is, it's one of those where, as my mother would say, half a dozen to one, six of another, right? Um, some people did incredibly well working remotely, you know, or going to school remotely or, you know, all of those various things. And then others definitely need that in-person interaction. And that's where back to finding the right fit. For sure. I also think, though, 
saying it very bluntly, mm-hmm. if you sucked at employee engagement in person, mm-hmm. you sucked online. Right. Mm-hmm. And if in you fact, it probably it, got worse. For sure. Mm-hmm. And if you were good at it in person, mm-hmm. you've made a way to make it mm-hmm. good uh, online. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's the platform. Right. You can you take this whole Zoom conversation, mm-hmm. this whole work from home conversation, and back it up 70 years mm-hmm. when the telephone came on. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. We need to be in the room. They can't right. have this. Email, I can only it, make the sale if I'm face to face with them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yes and no. I mean, mm-hmm. it, right? Is it, it, if you want to make it work, you're going to find out a way to make it work, right? And if you want to not to make it work, you'll find all the excuses in the mm-hmm. world. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There is certain benefits to being face to face you cannot get, right? Online. Mm-hmm. But if people have a willingness to make it work, mm-hmm. they will make it work. Mm-hmm. If you look at it again, it's a top ten, bottom ten thing. Mm-hmm. If the people are top ten and they're like, we're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. Those are the people you want to engage. Mm-hmm. Those are the people you want to use the case study. Look mm-hmm. at what these guys are doing. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is cool. And the people that are grumpy and they're the bottom tenors going, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. They've turned it. their cameras off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a guy um, that only got ever win two Nobel prizes uh, indiv- individually. And he mm-hmm. has this great line. He said, you tell them only once because mm-hmm. people who want to hear it will get it the first time. Mm-hmm. And the people that don't want to hear it, no matter how many times you tell mm-hmm. them, they're never going to get it. Right. Yeah. So, it's funny. I, I work with people who do dog training and, and basically the same concept saying, no, 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 no. The dog knew with the second, no, you didn't really mean it. Um, you know? And, and so they're just, and even if you're escalating your voice, all of those things, the dog was like, yeah, but you didn't mean it back then. And, and I think we, you know, you mentioned you've got three boys, probably Speaking the same of dog thing training. Yes. Yes. You know, you tell them don't do that. And, you know, and and if if you have to tell them three, four, five, six times, it's not going to work because they didn't pay attention the first time. Um, you know, now at some point, you know, there might actually be a reaction simply because, you know, you might say I'm grounding you or, you know, you're not eating for five days. I mean, you know, all of those things. But, you know, it's yeah, they they knew the first time you said it, whether you meant it or not. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, and and that's that's true. We train people, the interactions mm-hmm. we have with them. Mm-hmm. Right? And we know that too. When our friend who says, oh, I'll pick you up. Mm-hmm. We know they're not coming to pick us up. Right. Or, or they're going to be 15 minutes late. Or, right. or, mm-hmm. or on the flip side, the people that said, I will be there on time. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. be there on time. We mm-hmm. have to set that precedence and the, right. and the expectation, whether it's in a professional setting, mm-hmm. a social setting, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then and again, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Well, what's the behavior we want? Mm-hmm. Top 10. The more we can empower that, Mm-hmm. more we're going to get our entire organization shifting and getting everyone moving towards mm-hmm. that, that common right. result. Right. Yeah. And we can't emphasize it enough as, as, as it rises, everything rises. I mean, those bottom 10, you know, you will have lost the ones that you really should have lost, but it's, it's elevating everybody. Yeah. hundred percent. And and again, sometimes people think that they go, Oh, I got to get the bottom 10. That's the low hanging fruit. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Because again, you don't know why they're bottom 10. Right. They can be bottom 10 because they hate you. Mm-hmm. They don't want to buy from you. Right. No matter what you say or do, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You're just wasting resources. Mm-hmm. Again, on the top 10, these are your raving fans. Mm-hmm. If we can empower these people to create an army to act as a magnet to attract the majority 80, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna spend less time, you're gonna spend less money, you're gonna have a higher job satisfaction, mm-hmm. you're have less stress, your shoulders are gonna drop, you're gonna smile more, mm-hmm. bank account's gonna increase. Right. Right. Well, oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. And we have to do this again because I think this is so informative. 
But, you know, for people who are saying, Sanjay, we got to work with you. We got to have you come speak to us. Tell us how they find you and, and you know, all of the, the offerings that you have. For sure. First of all, if that's what they're thinking, then yes, you're thinking the right thing. <laughs> uh, so my, my, and I'll my, be the top 10 for you. Yes, exactly. yes, yes. We love and, Sanjay. But that, that's the whole thing though, right? There are people on this call right now that think I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. And that's my bottom 10. It right. doesn't make them bad people. Mm-hmm. They just like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely wrong. Right. And they're going to go on to the next person. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to sell you my book mm-hmm. because it's a useless exercise. Right. But if people kind of go, I kind of like the way this guy thinks mm-hmm. or his lack of sense of humor or whatever it is. Uh, then I go, great, come to my website. My website mm-hmm. is my name. It's mm-hmm. www.sunjaynath.com. That's S-U-N-J-A-Y-N-A-T-H.com. And I'm sure it's going to be somewhere okay. in the promo material. So it's just my, my website. Primarily what I do is a lot of professional speaking, mostly kind of keynotes, half day, whole day things, but I do occasionally reach out and do some consulting, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Really what I would say is let's have a conversation to see how I can best serve. I love it. I love it. You know, and it, it's, it is, it's about, you know, finding what works best. I mean, and that really is the, the thing and being flexible. I mean, we didn't, you know, we talked about, you know, several, but it really is about being flexible. Um, you know, and, and, and doesn't matter what you're doing unless it's a life or death <laughs> you know, situation. And, and let's face it, most of the time it's not right. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we, it, it, it is, it's about, you know, how, how can we, <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee yet today. How can we make it work for as many people as possible? If it's not that bottom 10, fine, you know, wish them well and send them on their way. And that is absolutely the strategy. You wish them well and send them on their way. Mm-hmm. They're not bad people. They're just bad fits. Right. right. And you don't want them there anyway. Yeah. And, and they don't want to be there. Right. So <laughs> it's a win-win to let mm-hmm. people go. Mm-hmm. And then again, the top 10 do want to be there. Mm-hmm. How do we empower them? It's, mm-hmm. it's Again, it's, it's your show. Mm-hmm. If you go and try to push it to people who don't want to listen to it, mm-hmm. they're not going to listen to it. Right. You're just wasting your time. Mm-hmm. But if they're people who do love you, who are raving fans, and they go, oh, this Deb, oh, she's wonderful. Then they're going to tell their neighbors, mm-hmm. oh, this is what she said. He was brilliant. Oh, this is wonderful. Or, you know, their cousin is starting a new business. You mm-hmm. need to listen to the power hour. Mm-hmm. This, this one's going to change the way you do business. Those are the people we want to be mm-hmm. focused on. Right. Well, oh, my gosh. You know, this really has been so much fun. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Well, to sound, I hate to sound like a broken record, but quit wasting time on the bottom 10. They will suck the life out of you before they ever convert. When you can and you have the energy and the resources, be focusing on the top 10 and that'll lead you and stair step you towards your desired results. I love it. So much fun. Well, Sanjay, this really has been a great time and I can't wait to do it again. Um, I'm Deb Creer. I've been talking with Sanjay Nath. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.